healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. If you've ever taken care of a sick child, you've likely wondered whether or not you should call the doctor or just tough it out at home. It's especially hard when they're really little since they can't tell you what's going on. Luckily, thanks to the growing popularity of telehealth medicine, it's easier than ever for caregivers to speak with their provider by video or phone from the comfort of their home. So today we're talking with a healthcare provider about when to take your child to the doctor. Joining us is Rachel Friedman. She's a family nurse practitioner. Uh, she'll be working at Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix Levine, which is our new clinic opening August 17th, but you might see her at any of our Valleywise Health locations. Rachel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure, I'm a family nurse practitioner, meaning I see patients of all ages, um, from newborns to geriatric patients. I've been a nurse practitioner for about four years, and I've been with ValleyWise Health since this past November of 2019. Uh, prior to being a family nurse practitioner, I was actually a pediatric nurse in the hospital setting um, over in Colorado. Uh, so I do know quite a bit about children. Nice, well, this is the perfect topic for us. And yes. You know, I'm calling it taking your child to the doctor, but that's not always the case. You know, you will be seen by a healthcare professional, but like you said, you're a family nurse practitioner or you might see a physician assistant. So when we say Correct. doctor, it's kind of that blanket term that exactly. everyone kind of refers to. Sure. Okay. So this is a really broad topic, right? When to take your child to the doctor. Um, so we're going to get into the specific ages and symptoms mm -hmm. and everything, but is there a general rule of thumb you like to tell parents about when to take their child to the doctor? There's really no hard guidelines on when to take your child to the doctor, but if at any point you're concerned about your child's health, either during an acute illness or a chronic illness, an ongoing condition, or anything regarding their uh, regular growth and development. Again, like anything that you're worried about, um, come on in, or if we're doing telehealth visits, uh, we'll do that and we can investigate further. So really, like, there's no harm in calling and, and you exactly. should follow your gut. Exactly. I'd rather parents be safe and have your child come in and we find out there's nothing serious going on than the parent not bringing the child in and missing something uh, more serious. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start with a fever. When should parents worry about a fever? Sure. Um, so some of that is age dependent. So uh, fever in a newborn is actually an emergency. So if your baby is three months or less and they have a fever, so we're talking about 100.4 Fahrenheit. If they have that uh, temperature and they're less three months or younger, you should bring them directly to the ER, bypass us, bypass urgent care, because they're going to need a more intense workup to find out what's going on. So older babies, children, teenagers, um, you'll want to bring them in if the fever lasts more than a few days, if it's not responding to over-the-counter medication like Tylenol or ibuprofen, 
um, or if they seem dehydrated. And that's because a fever in the body like uses up the body's fluids. And so you need to drink more fluids when you have a fever. And so if your child looks dehydrated, if they're not urinating, if their lips are dry, if they're not making tears, those would be signs to bring them in. And I just wanted to mention that a fever in itself is not an illness. A fever is almost always the sign uh, that something else is going on in the in the body. Okay, no, those are really good tips. And I, um, a, a f one of my, sorry, a foster daughter um, moved in in December. And so I'd never had a kid before. She was two years old and we put her in daycare after a few weeks and she was getting sick every single Friday. She'd have a fever, which, you know, is going to happen when you put them in daycare. But um, so I'd be calling my mom friends and um, we seemed to be able to take care of it with home remedies like Tylenol. I'm, I'm very familiar now with Pedialyte and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're just tuning in with us, we are chatting with family nurse practitioner Rachel Friedman about when to take your child to the doctor. She will be working at our new state-of-the-art Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix Levine, located at 35th Avenue and Southern. She'll also be working at several of our other Valleywise Health locations, which might be closer to you. So you can make a telehealth visit with her uh, to speak with her by video or phone. Um, you can also see her in person by calling 833-855-9973, Monday through Friday, from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., or you can book an appointment on our website, valleywisehealth.org. So um, we, we talked about fever a little bit. When they're really little, three months or less, it's an emergency. Older than that, um, you kind of have to, to watch it um, after a little bit of time. Um, I mentioned, you know, my foster daughter, we've treated her with uh, Motrin or children's Tylenol, which she actually really likes. I was so surprised. I thought it was going to be a fight, but they, you know, they take that down. They have good flavors. Yeah. The, yeah. That grape, she's into that. Um, is there anything else that parents can do to treat a fever at home? Yeah. You could do like a, a cool bath or shower, use like cool washcloths on the body if the fever is pretty high. Um, and I did just want to mention Tylenol is safe for any age. Uh, child. Um, but ibuprofen, you can only use if the child is six months or older. And then in terms of dosing, it's generally based off of their weight and their age. And so just um, be sure to follow the instructions on the box or um, instructions from us on how much to take. So let's move on to every, fav every parent's favorite symptoms, vomiting and diarrhea. I love talking about vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> so when should parents seek medical help for those symptoms? Again, it kind of ties back to uh, the dehydration that I talked about a few minutes ago. So vomiting and diarrhea can cause dehydration. So the body's getting rid of the fluids. Um, so if they seem dehydrated, meaning they're, they're not urinating or their, their skin looks dry, you want to bring them in. Um, if there's any blood in the vomit or diarrhea, um, if it lasts more than a few days, or if it's accompanied with a high fever and uh, abdominal pain. So when you talk about bringing them in, what can the doctor or healthcare provider actually do to help with this? Sure. Um, I mean, we can use our clinical judgment um, and do a physical exam, take their vital signs and see if it's something that can be treated at home or see if it's something more serious that they might need to go to the emergency room for. And then what could parents expect when they're in the emergency room to treat this stuff? 
Well, if if a child does come to me and I determine that they need to go to the emergency room, it might be because they're dehydrated and they just need IV fluids, or it could be because I've I'm worried about something more serious, such as appendicitis, and at that point um, they might expect to have imaging of the area, such as a CAT scan. So it depends on what's going on, but there's different tests that we can do in clinic with our physical exam to determine, to determine what the next step is. And you mentioned dehydration. That's probably super common here in Arizona when it gets really hot. Yeah, I think I'm dehydrated right now. <laughs> Drink those fluids. Okay, so what about coughs and colds? Those are super common. Obviously, I was saying my foster daughter's in daycare. And actually, since this whole COVID thing, they've been really careful about taking her temperature and disinfecting everything. She hasn't been sick in a month, which is awesome. But um, what about coughs and colds? Do you treat at home or take to the take them to the doctor? As a general rule for a mild cough and upper respiratory infection, like the common cold, you don't need to bring your child in. Um, home remedies and over-the-counter products are all that you can essentially do for those uh, because most are ca caused by viruses that will just take time to, to run through your child's body. Um, but if the, if the cough persists for more than two weeks, or if, again, if it's accompanied by a significant fever, uh, then you can bring them in. But again, mild cough, cold symptoms, stay home, drink water. Uh, children older than one can uh, use honey as um, a treatment for a cough. But most of the time, you just need to let it run its course. Let it run its course. So antibiotics will not work against the common cold. Antibiotics are for bacterial infections, and the common cold is a virus. So it will not do anything. Okay, so what about the flu? Because it's getting hard to tell whether someone you know has these COVID symptoms that we've been hearing about, or is it the flu, or is it allergies? So how can parents kind of tell when their kid is coming down with the flu? Again, there's no hard and fast rules, but a flu is generally accompanied by a high fever. The child feels very crummy. So uh, when children or adults come into clinic and for, for flu testing, I have a pretty good sense even before we do the test whether or not they have the flu. But if you do suspect the flu, you wanna get in as soon as possible because the, there is medication for the flu, um, but that's only, really going to help if it gets into their body in the first uh, 48 to 72 hours. Okay, so I mentioned COVID-19. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, most of us have heard that COVID doesn't affect kids as much as it does the older adults, but it's definitely uh, still a possibility. So what symptoms can parents look for to see if their kid might need to get tested for COVID? Sure. Um, they can look for the same symptoms that uh, are presenting in adults. So the, the fever, cough, shortness of breath, rash, diarrhea, vomiting, pretty much anything at this point, it, it can, can potentially be a sign of COVID. Um, if you as the parent or your uh, significant other or anyone in the, else in the house has tested positive for COVID, uh, you may want to consider getting your children tested as well. Um, but you're right. So far, we haven't seen COVID affect children 
uh, as severely as adults, but it's still extremely important to, to be careful and to um, do everything you can do to prevent them from get, getting COVID. Family nurse practitioner Rachel Friedman answering your top questions on when to take your child to the doctor. She will be working at the Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix Levine. It's located at 35th Avenue and Southern, and it opens August 17th. You can make an appointment with her or any of our um, awesome providers from District Medical Group by calling 833-855-9973. Or you can book an appointment on valleywisehealth.org. So we've gone over fever. We've gone over flu, colds, coughs, um, COVID. What about rashes? Sure. That's a good question. Um, so rashes, I would want to see your child if it was on more than one area of the body. Um, so especially if the rash is like widespread and on multiple parts of the body, or if it is on one part of the body and it's not responding to over-the-counter products. Okay, that's a good rule of thumb, is just to mm -hmm. see if it appears on multiple places. Mm -hmm. Or if other family members have a similar rash, it could be something contagious. Oh, okay. What kind of contagious rashes could we be referring to? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is scabies. <laughs> that's still a thing? <laughs> That is still a thing. Um, and so it certainly can be spread among family members. Um, and so always one of the questions I ask adults uh, or children, you know, do other uh, people in the family, other people in the household have this rash? Because if they do, that tells me it's something uh, contagious possibly. Wow. Okay. But it is easily treatable. So don't be scared of scabies. <laughs> sounds scary. It sounds like it's from ancient Egypt or something like that. <laughs> what about ear pain? I used to get the worst ear infections when I was little and I couldn't explain. I mean, it's so uncomfortable. What do you do about ear pain? Um, if the ear pain is severe or accompanied by a fever of like 101, 102 or higher, uh, go ahead and bring your child in because they then may need to be treated with antibiotics. If it's just mild pain and no fever, low-grade fever, it may resolve on its own, actually, without antibiotics. So you, if it's, if it's not severe, you can actually wait a couple of days. But if it's, if it's lasting more than a couple of days, you want to bring them in. Okay. So um, Chencha Flores, he's on the call, and he's our audio producer for this show. He has a couple questions for you. My question kind of goes to how do you know when to um, take something seriously? So for example, my daughter, she was probably a year and a half, two years old. She had a fever and it had been going on for, for a day or two. And I came home one night and my wife was asleep. I was working nights and I found uh, my daughter. She was gasping for air. I checked her temperature. It was 103. So I threw her in the car, brought her here to Valleywise. By the time I got her checked in, she was running around the waiting room, waving her blanket over her head going, woo. And um, the staff said, there's nothing wrong with this child. Um, so what? Uh, how do we know when to take these things kind of seriously and, and when to let it play out? Sure. Um, I mean, the fever in itself, you wouldn't have necessarily had to bring her to the emergency room. But you did mention that she was, quote unquote, gasping for air. And so absolutely, you did the right thing by bringing her to the emergency room. I'm glad that she got better in those few minutes. 
you know, by the time she got there, she was waving her blanket around. But anytime your child has difficulty breathing, shortness of breath, whether that's from like an asthma attack or, or anything else you want to bring them in. Okay. So kids are accident prone, right? I mean, they're always covered in scrapes and cuts and bruises. And so how do you know when you need to take it, like Chencha said, a little more seriously, if it's like, could this child, I mean, they just fell off the swing set. Did they have a concussion? What, I mean, how do you know? You don't know. And that's why you bring them <laughs> to <laughs> us. Um, so in terms of like cuts and scrapes and bruises, I mean, if, if there's bleeding and the bleeding doesn't stop within a few minutes, or do you, or if you feel like there's a big gash and there's a potential that they might need um, stitches, I'd actually uh, recommend bringing them to an urgent care facility where they have uh, more supplies to do so. Um, in terms of a concussion, um, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a, a really serious matter and it's been getting a lot more attention um, in, the, in the last few years. Um, so if your child has hit their head um, and they're acting differently, um, then you want to bring them in. Okay. So acting different, how? Um, if they're lethargic or sleeping more uh, than usual, you'd want to bring them in. If they're having vomiting, especially projectile vomiting after hitting their head, you'd want to bring them in. Um, certainly a seizure would be an emergency reason. Um, but anytime they hit their head uh, would maybe a good reason to to bring them in or, or do a telemed health just so we can find out the symptoms and, and uh, you know, assess whether these are signs of a concussion or not. Because if, if we determine your child has had a concussion, um, we have very strict guidelines about, um, you know, keeping them out of play and, and sports until they're better. So here's a question that, you know, kind of segues into it. How do you know when to call an ambulance? Why would you call an ambulance versus just putting your child in the car and driving them to the to the hospital? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, again, you want to use your uh, the instinct you have as as a parent to determine it. Uh, but if you're if you're child is unconscious, if they're seizing, if they're if they're really having you know difficulty breathing, they're having an asthma attack. Um, if there's been a major injury, um, then you would want to just call 911 and stay with them uh, until the ambulance comes. That makes sense. Like maybe if mm -hmm. you, you might be causing more harm by putting them in the car seat versus having someone come to them and stabilize exactly. them. Exactly. Because if, there's, if there has been like an injury or fall and we're worried about any sort of fracture, especially in the neck, uh, you'd want to, it's important that you keep them still and have the paramedics assess them as opposed to moving them and possibly making it worse. If you're just tuning in with us, we are speaking with family nurse practitioner, Rachel Friedman, about when to take your child to the doctor uh, versus the urgent care and the emergency room. She'll be working at our new Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix, um, which opens August 17th. And you can make an appointment to see her over video or phone or in person if needed by calling 833-855-9973, Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., or you can book an appointment on valleywisehealth.org. So um, let's talk about that for a little bit. You know, how do you know when to take 
your child to the pediatrician versus urgent care versus the emergency room because you don't want to, you know, waste your time, but you also don't want a big ER bill if you can avoid it. Sure. Um, as a general rule, you want to try to avoid the ER if you can. Uh, at the, the ER is overused uh, for things that can possibly be treated in a primary care setting or an urgent care setting. But of course, if there is a true emergency, by all means, call 911 or bring them to the ER. Um, you know, you can bring them to us for anything minor and, you know, less severe coughs, colds, urinary tract infections, diarrhea, vomiting, all the things that we've already talked about. Urgent care more if there's like an injury and you think that they might need, uh, you know, splinting or an x-ray or stitches. But we we also have like triage nurses who, uh, you know, may be able to help you out when you call to determine, you know, whether or not you should bring them in versus step it up and bringing them to urgent care or the ER. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of scary scenarios, right? All these different sicknesses and injuries that could happen. But let's talk a little bit about well child visits and when to take your child to the doctor, you know, even if they're not sick. Yeah. So well child visits are extremely important. Even when you, your child is healthy, has Um, and you think there's nothing wrong with them, you still want to bring them in regularly for their well-child visit. Uh, During the well-child visits, we assess their hearing and vision if they're old enough. So that's starting around age four. Um, And then we check their labs, uh, depending on certain things. We're not going to do that at every visit. And then we do routine screening, like uh, we'll check lead when your child is one year old and two years old. Uh, we start checking hemoglobin at a certain time. So it's really important that, to bring them in regularly. Uh, we also make sure that their vaccines are up to date and update them and give them the va- vaccines if they're behind at all. So the well child checks are at certain uh, times when, you're, when your child's a, a baby or an infant. So they are more frequent um, when they're younger. And then once they get to two years old, that they're yearly. So with these telehealth visits becoming more popular, that's probably actually yeah. a really good option for kids, especially if they're scared to go to the doctor, if they don't have to leave their their house, right? Yeah. Well, we the well child visits, um, unless it's a well child visit for a two-year-old or younger, or one of the older kids that's due for vaccines, we are actually putting that on hold for now. So if your child's two or younger, we still want to see them for the routine um, well child check because we need to um, monitor their physical um, growth and, and development. Um, and then the other ages are at um, four years old, 11 years old, and 16 years old. Uh, right now, those are the well child checks we want to see because those are the ages that the vaccines are due. So at this time during COVID, we want you to stay home if possible. If let's say your child is 10, they're up to date on their vaccines. Let's put it off for a few months until we are through this pandemic. Got it. And that's always like hard to keep track of for parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you call and make an appointment, your doctor will have all of that information and be able to tell you 
Right. If, if, if you say, hey, I'm calling for a physical and we just did one six months ago, we'll let you know that they're up to date. If there's anything else that you're concerned about, we can make them a, an appointment. It just might not necessarily be for their full physical exam or well child check. Are there any questions, like general questions parents should ask their child's pediatrician when they go to the doctor? Sure. It's good to... Um, know what to expect at your at your next visit like let's say you're there for a well child check for your for your baby you know what can i expect at the next visit are there going to be vaccines at the next visit what are we going to be doing at the next visit um, and then also if it's something for an acute illness just you know when should i bring my child back absolutely well we covered a lot of information today thank you so much for taking time to speak with us yeah, it was my pleasure. So if you missed any of today's show or just want to learn more, we do have a blog on valleywisehealth.org for when to take your child to the doctor. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Via Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.